Hey, I'm Reagan Rose, and this is the Redeeming Productivity Show, where we talk about productivity from a Christian perspective to help you get more done and get it done like a Christian. What if I told you that Christians have a secret weapon to be more productive, an advantage over everyone else? What if I told you that we had exclusive access to a power that knocked the socks off of every shade of mindfulness, inner power, or believing yourself mumbo jumbo that secular productivity gurus of this age tout left and right? That would sound pretty good, wouldn't it? Well, what if I told you that all I'm talking about is prayer? You know, I think as Christians, we know that prayer is powerful. At least we should know it. Um, You know, James 5.16 says, The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. It's a verse most of us know, we have memorized. But we may know it, but I think often we don't actually believe it. We think that the latest tip or trick is enough that's going to enable us to succeed in our work or in our lives or in our productivity. But... For all our planning, all our smarts, all our hard work, none of that is really enough at the end of the day. We need God's help. We need his help. And I think it's well worth our time to seek God in prayer for aid in our productivity, in our work, in our lives. And so prayer is not just a side thing that is optional for believers and especially for productive believers. No, I think it's absolutely essential to our lives as productive Christians. And that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, We're going to talk about three aspects of it, actually really three reasons why every productive Christian should be a praying Christian. We're going to be talking about that prayer is absolutely necessary, that prayer is supernaturally beneficial, and finally, that prayer is an exceedingly wise use of our time. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Castos. First, I love podcasts. Obviously, I'm doing one. I think it's been a blast creating this podcast, seeing it grow, uh, hearing back from people. I've just really loved the entire process. And maybe you've thought about starting your own podcast as well, but you don't even know where to begin. Let me tell you about Castos. Castos is the service that I use to host my podcast. If you're listening to this via podcast, this is being served up by Castos. Uh, And and what I love about this service is, is Castos walked me through every step from launching the podcast to creating the feed that I need to getting it on all of the podcast platforms that it needs to be on so people can hear it. And even the best practices for recording and editing, everything I'm doing on this podcast, for the most part, it came about because I'm using Castos to host it. And their customer support has been top-notch. They get right back to me anytime I have an issue. Um, the analytics have been super helpful so I can see which episodes are doing well and which ones people don't care for. Um, and my favorite part about using Castos by far, and this is actually the reason I chose them to host this podcast, is because you can manage everything via their excellent free WordPress plugin, Seriously Simple Podcasting. 
So if you're interested in testing the waters of podcasting, check out Castos' free 14-day trial by using my link, redeemingproductivity.com slash Castos. That's C-A-S-T-O-S, redeemingproductivity.com slash Castos for your free 14-day trial of Castos podcasting. Okay, now let's get into these three reasons that every productive Christian should be a praying Christian. The first one, as I said, is that prayer is absolutely necessary. The prayer is absolutely necessary for the believer who is seeking to live a productive life that glorifies God because without prayer, nothing we do can, can succeed. What do I mean by that? Well, Psalm 127 verses 1 through 2 say this, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved sleep. So I think this is, this is critical. The first thing you have to realize about prayer and productivity is that you're totally helpless. You're absolutely helpless. And this is, again, this is one of the reasons I do this podcast and and blog. This is one of the reasons Redeeming Productivity exists is because of this message. You cannot, as a Christian, simply take everything the world says about productivity and apply it to yourself wholesale. It doesn't work because there's things that believers understand that the secular world doesn't even get. And not only is our approach to productivity different than the world's, what I'm trying to say here today is that our approach is better and more effective because we have at our disposal the power of the almighty God who wants us to be productive in our our work and enables us to do so. And all we need to do is ask him through prayer. So Psalm 127 is saying, the Lord is the one who builds the house. So it's it's a metaphor saying, okay, so you if you have a project, something you're working on, so he's using the analogy of a bunch of builders saying they're putting together a house. He's saying those who build it, those who are actually hammering the nails and framing it and doing all that stuff, they do all of that work. No matter how hard they work, it's all completely in vain unless the Lord builds the house. And what that means is it's God, unless he blesses that effort, unless in his sovereign control of the universe, he enables that thing to come together as it should. No amount of planning, no amount of sweat, no amount of anxious toil is ever going to make that building stand upright. God has to bless it. And so to to recognize that prayer is absolutely necessary, you have to first step back and recognize that without God's aid, nothing you do is going to work. It's never going to succeed. And so, again, the the productivity gurus, they're not going to tell you this. They're going to say sweat, hard work, and a can-do attitude is all that you need. to. And if you apply yourself to those things, of course you're going to be successful. It's inevitable. You just need to do sheer force of your will and just positive thinking is going to get you to where you want to go in your plans and in your work and in your business or whatever it is. That's just not true. That's just not true. Those things are important, hard work and all that. But unless the Lord blesses it, we labor in vain. He is the one who controls whether a venture succeeds or fails. Unless the Lord builds the house, 
those who build it labor in vain. Again, that doesn't mean don't work hard. It means unless the effort is blessed by God, it's going to fail. So, so if, if the secular world addresses this in their talk about productivity, they're going to say that there's an element of luck involved in everything. They're going to say to, to an entrepreneur, they say, you start your business, you need to do this, 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 and this, work real hard. They're going to say hustle a lot. They're going to say the word hustle like probably way too much, more than you want to hear. Um, they're going to say hustle up. Uh, and they're going to say, you know, you just need hustle, sweat, all those things, and that's going to make it succeed. But you also need a little bit of luck, sometimes I'll admit. No, we know much better than that. We know that God is sovereign. Now, you might be tempted to think, okay, if God is sovereign and I'm totally helpless unless he builds the house or he makes the thing happen that I'm trying to do, then why bother? Why do anything? If God's in control, he's going to do what he wants to do. So why should I care? That's not the right attitude because here's the, here's the thing. God is sovereign. He is in total control. Unless he builds the house, you do labor in vain. But this is important to remember. This sovereign God actually listens to the prayers of his people. He listens to our prayers and he answers them. So these are how these things come together. Prayer is absolutely necessary because you're helpless without God's aid. And God has given you a means via prayer to ask for his aid and to, and to have him grant you help in the building of the house, as it were. So because the Lord is sovereign, because he is the one who ultimately blesses and makes things happen, we need to pray to him. So in humble prayer... We need to commit our plans to the Lord, submitting to whatever his will is in the matter. So this is not uh, the bargain that um, the prosperity gospel teachers will tell you, that if you do this, this, and this part of the formula, then God's obligated to do this for you. This is not that sort of mercenary spirit. No, this is the humble request of a servant to the master of the universe to Lord, I need your help today. I want to honor you with my work. I want to do it well unto you. And I want this project that I'm pouring my heart and soul in. I want it to succeed. Not, not, not just for my sake. Of course, I want to provide for my family. I want to see it flourish. But I want to do it because I want people to, to glorify you when they see this success. See what I mean? That's a totally different attitude. So we come to him humbly in prayer, not demanding, not saying, hey, I did my part. You owe me, God. No, no, no. We humbly ask him, Lord, here are my plans. I commit them to you. And in fact, this is what Proverbs 16.3 says. It says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. And so what, what Solomon is saying there in Proverbs is, here are my plans, Lord. I offer them up to you. This, this is what I want to do. Use it how you will. Teach me wisdom. Help, help me to, to, if this is wrong, show me the right way uh, to plan this better. But this is humbly, this is what I'm planning to do. It's the opposite of the haughty spirit that's talked about in James, of the person who says, you know, tomorrow we're going to do this and that. We're going to go this city and make a profit, and then we're going to go here. He's like, no, that's the wrong attitude. You don't, you don't make your plans and pretend that God isn't sovereign over all of it. You humbly say, Here's my plan, Lord. I offer it up to you. W would you bless it? I want to see you honored through this. That's the difference. And that's what makes prayer absolutely necessary. Because unless the Lord blesses your plans, all of it's in vain. So with every believer, and especially those seeking to steward their lives well for the Lord, prayer is absolutely necessary.
And really, that's because of this second reason. The second reason we should pray is because prayer is supernaturally beneficial. So prayer is first absolutely necessary, but second, prayer is supernaturally beneficial. Yeah, I find it kind of odd sometimes, you'll hear this even in Christian writings, where people will tout the natural benefits of prayer um, more than they will the supernatural benefits. Here's what I mean. People will say, oh, prayer is so important because it it helps you unburden your mind. Um, It's this peaceful activity where you can kind of put your words into into thoughts. You can can just express yourself. Even secular people don't believe in God at all will talk about the benefit of gratitude. They'll say, you know, you need to be more thankful in your life. Just, Just express gratitude to the universe? I don't know. Who are you thanking? We said Thanksgiving. This is when I'm recording. This is two days after Thanksgiving. Um... Who are you thanking? You see this all over the place. This drives me bonkers. Is all these productivity experts, you know, there's all these um, um, planners, right? Productivity planners, like written things that tell you, here's the three things you do today and all that stuff. And there'll be a section for, what am I thankful for today? And I'm like, you guys, who are you thanking? You can, you can say thank you all you want, but who are you thanking? Thankfulness implies that someone gave you something and, and that there's a being who, to whom you're thankful to. If you don't believe in God, your thankfulness is just you shouting to the wind. So it's stupid. This is a rant. I'm totally off topic here. My point is, <laughs> my point is, there are people, even believers, who will say the same thing that the secular people say about gratitude. Well, they'll treat it as though your thankfulness isn't really aimed at an object, isn't aimed at a person, namely God. It's just kind of helpful in and of itself to have a thankful attitude. Look, they're not wrong. Those natural benefits of prayer, like giving thanks, unburdening your mind, uh, you know, the peace of, of just in stillness, thinking and reflecting on things in your life and problems you're having or whatever, those things are beneficial. I'm not saying that they're not. My point is that's not the point of prayer. Prayer is not beneficial because of all these little natural benefits of being alone with your thoughts, right? The same benefits you might have if you practiced mindfulness, the, the secular person's prayer. Um, I just feel like the people who tout these natural benefits, they're almost trying to imply something like, well, you know, even if it turns out that God's not real and we're just talking to ourselves when we pray, prayer is still helpful, so you should do it. No, th- those things are fine, but you're like, it's like, <laughs> it's like selling a, a, a prescription drug for the side effects of it instead of the actual thing that the drug says that it's going to fix. Like if someone did that, be like, you know, this drug has a bunch of, you can, you'll lose a lot of weight on this. You'll lose a lot of weight on this drug. Also, it'll, it'll cure cancer. But yeah, then all the other things it'll offer, you know, they never talk about the fact that this drug cures cancer and this amazing thing. They talk about all the side effects. You're like, do you really believe that the drug actually cures cancer? And likewise with prayer, do you really believe that prayer is supernaturally beneficial? That it actually affects, that, that, that God actually listens to our prayers and answers them? Or do you apologize about that and simply talk about the natural benefits? I think that's silly. So again, the second reason that every productive Christian should be a praying Christian is because it's supernaturally beneficial. And that's what James says, right? In James 5.16, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. What James is saying is prayer of the righteous is incredibly effective. It has great power, great power. It is supernaturally beneficial. Obviously, there are many 
reasons we pray. We pray to express thanksgiving. We pray to praise God, to adore him, to, to, to praise him for his attributes and who he is. We praise him for what he did and give thanks to him for that. We pray to cast our anxieties upon him, right? Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Um, we pray to intercede for others. We pray for the Lord's help for others. We pray for our unbelieving brothers and sisters that come to know him. We pray for healing, right? There's lots of reasons to pray. And one of the big ones is we actually pray to seek God's aid for his help for ourselves. And that's the type of prayer I'm talking about today is asking God, asking God. We ask him for help. The Christian committed to productivity for Christ's sake, for his glory, they must ask the Lord for aid. And prayer, it actually works. It's supernaturally beneficial. Again, James says in, in James 4, 2, talking about prayer, he says, you do not have because you do not ask. Like, I love that. It's so simple. You might be, you might be talking yourself. You might be, you know, I think sometimes us um, believers who are interested in productivity, we're thinking, Lord, I'm trying to establish this ministry or Lord, I'm trying to lead a godly home. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a pastor out here and yet nothing I'm doing works. You know, and you get frustrated by that. You're like, I'm trying to honor you, Lord. I'm, I'm just, none of it works. And James' simple answer is, you don't have because you don't ask. Or if he was saying it to the positive, he would say, pray about it. Ask for God's help in those things. And it's so funny because you'll talk to people who are expressing frustrations like this. And so often you ask them, well, have you prayed about it? Have you asked for God's help with this thing? And they'd be like, well, no, but no, 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 but no, no, but you pray about it. Pray about it. Don't complain that you don't have when you haven't asked. Pray to God. Ask him because prayer is supernaturally beneficial. So if you want to glorify God in the work that you do, in your productivity, in you need to seek his aid with being more productive. Yes, you need to work hard, but you also need to ask him. And like it says in Psalm 90 verse 17, you need to ask him to establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. You say, I'm working, but that's an admission through prayer. Right? This is addressed to God. It's a prayer. God, establish the work of my hands. That's how you pray for productivity. You work hard, but acknowledge his sovereignty over it. And that without his blessing, whatever you do will fail. All of your plans committed to him. That's what it looks like for a productive person to pray. Now, let's look at the third and final reason that productive Christians need to be all about prayer. So first, remember, prayer is absolutely necessary. Second, it's supernaturally beneficial. And now third, prayer is an exceedingly wise use of our time. Prayer is an exceedingly wise use of our time. What do I mean by that? Well, as I kind of alluded to in the beginning, I believe that the reason that we don't pray is really primarily rooted in unbelief. We know prayer is powerful, like intellectually, but if we actually believed it, of course we would pray, right? So it, since we don't pray, we must not actually believe that it's supernaturally beneficial. Um, if we really believed that prayer was supernaturally beneficial, then we would pray. But instead, as we think about our days and the things we need to make time for, prayer tends to be the thing that gets edged out. Right? So, so if you have however many hours you have awake in the day and you're going to fill it up with work, leisure, sleep, reading, whatever you're going to do, 
very often, and this is especially true, sadly, for productive people, very often prayer gets pushed aside because you're like, well, that's not, I need to get to work. I can't spend too much time praying. I need to actually work. And what's funny about this is Martin Luther is said to have um, said about this very thing. He has this great quote, and it's kind of ironic. He says, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. So he's looking at his day. And he's saying, I have so much to do today. My schedule's so busy. I got so much I got to do that I need to actually spend more time in prayer today. Do you get, do you see through that the, the subtle admission, not subtle, not so subtle admission of God's sovereignty? He's saying, I have so much to do that I can't possibly do it in my own power, especially given the short amount of time I have in the day. So I need to spend more of that time in prayer because I need more than ever today the supernatural aid of my God and Father. That's what I need today if I'm going to be productive. I have so much to do today, I'll I'll spend the first three hours in prayer. That is admitting our helplessness, our need for prayer, the supernatural power of it. Um, And then recognizing practically that Praying, therefore, is an exceedingly wise use of time. Put off the other stuff. Don't start work right away. Commit your plans to the Lord first. It's so tempting to think, I need to get into this right now. I got to start right now because I got so much to do. Pause. Stop. Admit that you're just a creature and the God of the universe has got this under control. Now commit your plans to him and seek his help. It's an exceedingly wise use of your time. Don't let it get edged out by other stuff. Don't let it get edged out by other stuff, especially work, especially productivity-related stuff, because this is the most productive way you can spend your time very often is simply in seeking the Lord's help. So if we're to actually live like prayer is absolutely necessary and supernaturally beneficial, we must treat it like the exceedingly wise use of time that it is. And that simply means making space for prayer in your daily schedule. Let me just wrap up with some concluding thoughts and then kind of some practical steps for you. If the ultimate goal of Christian productivity is to glorify God, then it's antithetical to that goal to try and be productive in our own power. For if I'm productive in my own power, if I do a project and it succeeds, and I never bathed in prayer, I never sought God for it, I simply just worked really, really hard and did all that. Who, who, do, who gets to boast about that? Of course, we understand that sovereignly, it's, it's God who still established it, even if I didn't ask. But how much more would it glorify God if the only explanation for my project, my venture, whatever I'm doing, my day being successful If the only explanation for that is that I asked God, I sought him for help, then he gets glorified by that. When our efforts are bathed in prayer, not only are they successful in a temporal sense, you know, where they actually succeed and and go off as planned, they have the opportunity to succeed in the ultimate sense as well. Because the explanation for the success is not you, but it's God. Right, So if you have this project you're wanting to succeed and you want it to work and you're saying, Lord, I need your help. I acknowledge that you are sovereign. You're in control. Unless you bless this, I'm laboring in vain. I I can't do anything of my own to make this succeed. So Lord, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to put my nose to the grindstone. But ultimately, I need your help for this to work. 
So often what you find is that your prayers, your project, your whatever it is you're working on, it succeeds in ways you can't possibly have asked or imagined, as the scriptures say. Because when God, God wants to glorify himself and he wants to do it through you and through your work. So when you join purposes with God and say, Lord, I want to do work that I don't just want to do work to, to, to make a paycheck. I don't just want to do this, this project or do this thing well, because it makes me look good. No, I want you to look good. God, I want to glorify you with this. When you join purposes with him and then seek his aid through prayer in that, you will find so often that the things you do succeed far beyond what you could have expected them to do because God is the one who's in it. That's not a guaranteed thing, of course, right? Sometimes the way God chooses to glorify himself is in humiliating our plans. But here's the amazing thing. Even in our failures then, if it's all been done and committed to the Lord, even that in the ultimate sense is a success because we can step back and say, okay, that wasn't, that wasn't what the Lord wanted but he glorified himself even in that. It's an amazing thing. It's an ama- You can't lose. <laughs> you can't lose when you commit your plan- plans to the Lord. And lastly, I just want to give you some kind of some practical thoughts about this. A couple of weeks ago, I had an email conversation with a listener named Adam, and we kind of discussed prayer in as it regards productivity. And he and I were speaking about different things you could pray for um, to help in your productivity. And so here's just a couple ideas that he and I bounce back and forth for things you can pray for um, in regard to productivity. And these are just suggestions. There's probably many, many more. But here's what we came up with. One is just pray for wisdom. James 1 says that if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. Uh, So, of course, in productivity, there's there's an element of planning. I want my day to go well. I want my projects to go well. I want my home, uh, what I have planned for my family today. I want that to succeed. And I I want it to be good and and beneficial for my my kids and for... um, and for God's glory. And so I need wisdom for that to plan well. And so ask for wisdom because the Lord promises to give it to us. A second, um, I, I've been praying since my youth that God would help me to see my sin the way he sees it. What I mean by that is God is holy. He has a holy uh, repugnancy towards sin. Well, he finds sin repugnant, right? And I want to find my sin repugnant. I want to hate sin the way that God hates sin. Because I believe that if I see my sin the way God sees it, oh, I will find it so distasteful. I want nothing to do with it. But instead, so often, I think the way that we view our sin is it's almost like a piece of candy, right? I shouldn't eat candy all the time because it's bad for me, but once in a while, I'll just indulge a little bit, have a Reese's Pieces. But no, that's not how God sees it. And that's not how we should see it. It should be disgusting, like a disgusting moldy slug, just something nasty. I don't want to indulge in that. Why would I ever indulge in something so gross, so unbefitting a Christian? And so I ask that in my prayers that God would help me to see sin the way he sees it. And you say, well, what does that have to do with productivity? Well, again, productivity in the ultimate sense for the believer, success for the believer is living a life that glorifies God. And no matter how your plans go or how successful, quote unquote, you are on the temporal level, if you're not living a life that pleases God, you're failing. You're failing big time. And so a way to live a life to please God is to eschew sin, to seek righteousness and holiness for his sake. Not because it ingratiates you to God, but because you love him and you want to be a uh, faithful image bearer of God. 
And then finally, number three, ask for God's help in completing the good works which he has already planned for you. And this one was Adam's suggestion. I thought this was so good. And this comes from Ephesians 2.10, right? So Ephesians 2.10, it talks about how we're saved by grace through faith. It's not of our own works, right? But then it goes on in verse 10, so Ephesians 8 through 10, I should say. Then in verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the point of those verses is that that our salvation is dependent not on anything we do, but on wholly on God's grace, which we receive through faith. But that doesn't mean that good works don't matter. Instead, the, the life of a believer, someone who's been justified by faith, it manifests good works in our lives. And not only uh, is that supposed to happen, God created us for good works, it says in verse 10. And he has sovereignly pre-planned them beforehand. God has prepared those good works beforehand that we should walk in them. And so what Adam said is, we should ask God in prayer, what are the good works you have planned for me today, Lord? What are the things that you have set before me to walk in? Help me to do those well. Help me to honor you in those good works, to, to see them when they, when they present themselves to me and to seize upon that and live a life that pleases you. That's just a few suggestions for things you can pray as it relates to your productivity. I would love to hear, you guys can write to me anytime at reagan at redeemingproductivity.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions for things to pray about as regards productivity, as I'm sure there's tons of other things we could think of. Well, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give us a review if you haven't already. Also, check out my YouTube channel. I actually just posted a video there last week about how I use the productivity app Notion. I plan to do a lot more videos in the future, so you're going to want to check out the YouTube channel. Just look up Redeeming Productivity on there. Well, that's all for this week's episode of the Redeeming Productivity Show. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you here next week. And remember this, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God.